0: Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast, Broken to Breathtaking. I'm your host, Alicia Olson, and in this podcast, I teach you all about healthy relationships, healing from trauma, and supporting loved ones through abuse and mental illness, all with a faith-based focus. If this is something that you're interested in, please subscribe because I update every other Wednesday. Today, we are discussing how to eat for your mental health, and we have a special guest, so let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have with us a good friend of mine, Cami Laney. Thanks, Cami, for being here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So today we are going to talk a little bit about mental health and how the food you eat affects it, which is maybe something that some of you are kind of annoyed with hearing at this point, but it's so true. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So, Cami. Has a lot of it has quite a bit of experience in this area, at least quite a bit more than I have. So <laughs> admittedly, I know very little about this topic, but she has been very helpful in educating me about some of the foods that I can eat, especially while I'm at college, like the good foods that are very beneficial. So she is going to talk to us about that today. So awesome. Thanks for being
1: here. Yeah, my pleasure. Um I'd like to kind of start with um DNC 89 and we're gonna go to verse 10. And it talks about, and again, verily I say unto you, all wholesome herbs God hath ordained for the consumption and nature and use of man. Every herb in the season thereof and every fruit in the season thereof, all these are to be used with prudence and thanksgiving. Um, And it goes on to talk about how to use meats sparingly and grains, but he talks about very much the herbs of the land and how powerful that is to me but whatever the land is growing is truly something that is a gift mm-hmm. all things are a gift from god but those in particularly are That's emphasized mm-hmm. for our well-being i don't think it's an accident that that that, that, that sorry that that was said
0: <laughs> no nothing he does is by accident no absolutely not but it makes me think of so when we were in belize we saw this this tree and it had like poison dripping from its leaves oh right like it literally like it's very (laughs) ominous but but it like burned through the leaves right you could see where it was burning through but directly next to it the antidote to that was grown so it's kind of interesting to see that everything god does for a purpose and he provides us with all of the things that we need and all the tools we can use so i love what you
1: just said there (laughs) that we are given these different trials, whether it become physical, mental, whatever it may be, and yet God has provided a way out, and what a magnificent
0: plan. I Mm. love it. Oh, that's a really good analogy. I need to use that in a talk sometime. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a beautiful opening. Thank you so much for sharing that scripture. So I would love to start off a little bit, if you're willing, a little bit about your story, kind of why this is something you even got interested in in the first place. Oh, yes.
1: I I see it now. I didn't know how to name it back a long time ago, but I've struggled with anxiety since I was just little. You know, I would bite my nails, and my friends would be like, "Stop biting your nails!" and I would be like, "I can't!" Um, and just, just I would always have this high level of anxiety around, you know, uh, mostly social situations, but it was there. Mm -hmm. And then as I I also dealt with eczema, and I think that th- those two actually played a lot with each other, mm-hmm. and um, and so as I got older, it actually went away. I still had some of the anxiety, but not so bad, and then um, when I got married, and we moved away, and I, we were pregnant with our first baby, and everything just kind of came down and crashed all around me, and I felt insane. My eczema came back, and so... I started really searching because I went to the doctors and they just said, sorry, that's just how you are. Mm-hmm. You know, here's some medications and that did not sit right. The spirit was saying, That's not a truth. That is not a truth. It's not complete. And so I have had this drive within me to to figure out how to be well in God's way and using the, the tools and resources that God has given us. So I've dug in deep into so many different avenues. I've, you know, we've done chiropractors, and we've done, <laughs> um, we did the, the prescriptions at first, and mm-hmm. that didn't work. And the things that God keeps guiding me towards are very empowering. That would be my diet, my exercise, sleeping well, and getting myself spiritually and emotionally taking care of and recognizing those things. So. Yeah. They all come together in this great whole, and we've also dealt with um, with some of our kids. We have some anxiety, and I ha- we haven't had him tested, but I he was at one point in time I thought he was really close to bipolar. <laughs> I don't know if that was true completely, but in my mind I was like, wow, these swings are way too dramatic, mm-hmm. and so that has also been something that's really pushed me to figure some things out, and so this is this is where I am and this is where it feels right in, in making a person whole not and being accountable for what I do. Whether that be going to bed on time, whether that is I eat that chocolate chip cookie, or I go over here and eat this banana, or whatever it may be. I am far from getting it right every time, but I'm getting better, and mm-hmm. I love that God can reassure me as I make good choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, not even just that there isn't the consequence if I do something bad, but I, I feel right inside when I
0: make better choices for my body my mind my soul yeah I love that and I love how you specifically focused on your journey on being made whole I think that's something that's very commonly missed in the practices of the today right there's definitely a place for science like God oh He's given it to us for so many reasons right and for some people medication works really well to help with the symptoms for sure but it's a tool, it's not the end-all be-all. And there are other things we can do, such as eating healthy, getting right. the rest we need, and first and foremost, coming closer to Christ. And that is where that wholeness comes absolutely, from. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, when we have, um,
1: I wanna look it up now. I think it's d and it was probably one I did not write down, but I can get that to you on that. But it's, it talks about turning to Christ first, and if we, for those who are not ordained to death, they will get better. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have faith to be healed, then we're supposed to use the plants. So I, that puts me in my place. I guess I don't completely have all that faith that's required, but I am so grateful that God meets us where we're at mm-hmm. and he gives us what we need what,
0: to heal and to turn to Christ and all things turn us to him. Yeah, to help us on that. Correct, that yes. journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome, awesome. So I have a few questions for you. Yes. So how, and these are just some questions that I think could be beneficial that some of the viewers might be wondering, might Mm -hmm. be thinking, and things that I'm also personally very curious about. (laughs) So how do you identify what foods are best for you? You know, that is something that is really hard. There
1: are so many different voices out there, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many saying, you should do this, you should eat. Only, you know, high meats, high fats, and fruits and vegetables. Avoid the grains. Others are just, you know, plant-based 100%. There's all these different avenues. And really, you come back, and if you really study and apply, what's it called? Word of wisdom. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the word of wisdom, it has a lot of great clues for us that mm-hmm. we have to even dig deeper, though, with God on. Um, and a lot of things that we need to keep in mind right now are that there are foods out there, that are, they were good for us, Yeah. but because of genetically modification of these things, the GMO foods, they have become not good. So, um, a lot of the protein, like in your wheat, it has, I can't do wheat, and, and multiple of my kids cannot do wheat because it being so changed. And mm-hmm. corn is another one that could have been, it was good, but it has changed over time. And so, some bodies, do not assimilate that. It just yeah. does not work for them. Um, so some of the things that I have found as I've gone through these different, all these different phases of trying one and trying the next, is that I find that really sticking with the leafy greens, mm-hmm. trying to go organic where you can, grow it if you can, that's even best, <laughs> um, but also finding foods that are specific to you. So God can guide us as we do our research that you know here's my my salad. We'll put say we're putting a salad together or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be a salad. but what can I put on there? Let's look up something that you know, for instance, okay, I'm dealing with depression. There are certain foods that you can actually add in that help with with um, detoxing your brain and getting those heavy metals out and different oh, toxins that can help release those in a safe way and flush them out of your body. And yet there are also, of course, on the flip side, there are other foods that are worse. That'll like put it into you That do, do put it in. And that this is something I've had to feel out, but I am feeling it and seeing the truth of them. So, um, for instance, eggs. There's a controversy. I'll, you know, I've, I've flipped back and forth on this. And I will say, I still have eggs every once in a while but I am finding I feel less and less well. Mm. And I have read, and I, I will, this is Anthony William, the Brain, Save, Brain um, Saver book, that he talks about how eggs have been good, but they have used them so often in Petri dishes and growing bad stuff. Whether it be, oh. so they actually, they're not inherently bad in you, but because these um, different, organisms, they have become, um, they feed off of the eggs more. And so when you have bad bacteria, bad viruses, bad fungi, or bad yeast in your body, and you eat eggs, that's the food for it. And so there are certain things, because of our environment and things that we can't even help, that have changed, you know, some of those semi-good things
0: into the flip side of the bad. Right. I mean, even like sugar. Oh, I I just, (laughs) how... I mean, even so like in Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? They'll just take the sugar and they just oh, yeah. right off the plant and that's fine. And that's perfectly fine. But we've processed it so much that it's no longer good for us. That's right, so you have the the sugars that you can get with a fiber. So mm-hmm. if you were to
1: chew on the sugar cane itself and it was an organic non-GMO, <laughs> you're gonna get benefit actually out of that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be that good gl- glucose that can hit your brain and actually feed your brain. So, there is an article actually. Oh, perfect. Yeah, about sugar that I was reading. Okay, it's talking about being able to um, get rid of sugar because it has influence over our mental health.
0: Which is a hard one. It yeah. is a hard one. I love sugar.
1: So, often we are addicted to sugar, and sugar is actually one molecule off one cocaine, one, one cocaine, it is one (laughs) carbon molecule off from being cocaine Mm -hmm. and so it's actually very addictive in our our brains and so when you go off of sugar you actually get withdrawals. Right. They don't always label it as that but you can get moody, you can get headaches, you can get all of these different things and you crave it. You Mm -hmm. really, really crave sugar when you start to go off of it and you feel your body is feeding bad pathogens in your in your gut that crave sugar, and so your body craves those things even more because they want to be fed. Until you get balanced right. out, you will experience those withdrawal feelings. It says, although most studies are needed to solidify the relationship between mood and sugar consumption, it is important to consider how diet and lifestyle choices can affect your psychological well-being. Um, it can weaken your ability to deal with stress.
0: Mm.
1: So, if you're dealing, it says if you're dealing, sorry, if you, if your idea of coping with stress, stress involves a pint of Ben and Jerry's, you're not alone. Oh. Lots of people turn, turn to sugar, um, sugar sweets when they feel anxious, which is something that I have done. In fact, mm-hmm. I still do that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do sometimes get weak and I go to that. But. It's slowly changing that, so I turn to, oh, I need a banana, I need an apple. I still get sugar, but I get it in the right way. So it says the, that um, that's because sugary foods are uh, can weaken the body's ability to respond to stress. Hmm. Sugar can help you feel less frazzled by suppressing the HPA axis in your brain, which
0: controls your response to stress. So it just kind of covers it up. It's like a Band-Aid yes. on a very bad wound. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> and, it, and it really doesn't help heal anything. It mm-hmm. just really just, yeah, it just kind of covers it up. Don't see this for just right like now. Just, yeah, pretend but it's, it's not there. And it actually makes it
0: worse because it feeds all the other junk in there. Right. Um, uh, that's really interesting that you bring that up because that's something that I've been noticing recently. And we'll ho- we'll try and go into this a little bit later about how as you do get better, it gets easier to eat these foods, and as you eat these foods, it gets easier to eat them, mm-hmm. but just as I've gone through my healing journey, and as I've gotten better, it's been interesting to see how I used to have a really bad sugar addiction, mm-hmm. and like, I would go in, and I'd eat like five spoonfuls of Nutella yeah. a day, because I love <laughs> Nutella. It is good stuff. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Sometimes you need that for the soul, though, too. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you know. But... <laughs> but it was bad and all my friends I, still to this day tease me about my Nutella addiction and they're always pointing it out and I'm like yeah okay but the thing is as I have healed my emotional issues the the trauma the anxiety the whatever else I that addiction is slowly teetering out. I still will yes. go get some Nutella from time to time, but it's not like I need it or it's I can't It's not out function. of control almost. Right. So I would get to that too where mm-hmm. it's like this
1: out of control, what, I can't just, you know, just one cookie? I have to
0: have actually seven.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I I hear you 100% mm-hmm. and it's, it just feeds off. And yes, that mental health, I'm glad you brought that up. That they play off of one another, and as you mm-hmm. deal with the emotional stuff and deal with the whole person, then you're going to get a lot more success versus just trying just one thing. In fact, sure. with my eczema and with my anxiety, I tried to just say, "Okay, here's all these wonderful foods. I love them. You know, they'll they'll be great for me. They're going to clear everything up." And yet, I wasn't getting the success I needed, and it wasn't because it was because I wasn't addressing the whole. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't being healed by Christ and using these as a tool I was trying to be healed by the tool and the tool is not going to do it Christ is the healing
0: right because Christ is the one who can make you whole I love that you pointed that out because that's the one of the important points I wanted to hit on today and is that this is a wonderful tool And when you apply all the tools and you focus on Christ, that's where the healing can really become the most powerful and the most beneficial because as you center on Christ, as you resolve your negative false beliefs and your negative thoughts, as you work through whatever traumas you have Mm -hmm. in the past, whether you are aware of them or not, because we all have some traumas from our past and through our childhood, even if it seems insignificant, it was significant to you at the time. Mm -hmm. As you work through those as you try to eat healthier as you go work out which people who are in a really bad mental state have a really hard time being yeah. like having the motivation to do that but the motivation comes after you do it yeah and so going and doing it will eventually lead to the motivation to go and right do it. exercising you get that dopamine rush so yeah, it's yeah. amazing <laughs> <laughs> exactly and and food is such a huge way to help along that path For sure. and as you apply all these tools and Center on Christ, that is where the healing comes from. So I love Absolutely. that you pointed that out. That yes. was awesome. There are some really good foods, though, too, to incorporate. A lot of
1: your leafy greens, mm-hmm. so they're just so good and raw, and they have so many vitamins and minerals. And um, there are certain ones, I, I know we can go, we, we probably don't have the time to go really deep into this, but that will release more toxins, more heavy mm-hmm. metals, and that can help loosen things up. And there are different fruits and vegetables. And as I've done my research, I am just in awe of what God, of what God has done for us and blessing us with these resources that are totally meant for our time. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew. He knew he what knew. was coming. He knew that we were going to pollute this planet beyond, you know, beyond <laughs> what it ever has been in the over, you know, the whole history of the Earth. But he set it up for success. We are mm-hmm. supposed to succeed and right here, he, I mean that's the testimony, my testimony is that you know, he's blessed us with these amazing tools. And so, sorry, getting back to knowing which ones to yeah. eat and what not to eat, sorry, went on a tangent <laughs> there. Stay to the earth, try to keep it as close to, from its natural form, so the leafy greens, your tubers, um, yes, potatoes are actually good for you, and your mental health, um, That they're awesome. And you'll feel, you'll find that you feel up actually very well on, on a lot of these things. And you have your quinoa, you have some really mm. good grains that you can do without having to go to the GMO ones as much. So those are amazing for just getting that cleaned out, getting your gut cleaned out. Because believe it or not, your gut health actually affects your brain health. <laughs> it's it all, all works together. together. <laughs> actually, it all comes together, which is beautiful, amazing, and at the same time it can be frustrating at times when you when you're feeling a little lost with it but.
0: well and it's hard cuz you're like I want a quick fix I want this to be right. solved right this second I want it to go away right now yeah. but you have to work through it sometimes mm-hmm. so lessons, to
1: be, all lessons along. to be learned lessons <laughs> long it's the painful truth yeah <laughs> so sorry avoid the things that are processed highly processed foods
0: well that's oh actually that's what I wanted to talk about yes. next was like dead foods. Oh yeah. So do you want to explain
1: what that is? Oh, so like your refined sugars are your dead foods. And you have um a lot of those that that were once good in a can. <laughs> At least that's how I see dead food as being in a, you know, in a can that's been so processed, no nutrients right. in it anymore. So that would be a dead food as well. Something that does not have that living energy that's mm-hmm. going to get into your cells and actually nurture and revitalize them. Mm-hmm. And You can feel a sense around those foods. If you want to go and get yourself a good old fashioned brownie, and that is a dead food. It's, it, for me, I feel heavy. Mm. those foods make me feel heavy they aren't something that give me a light energetic feel i feel like oh man that hit hard and i may need to take a nap and i'm not gonna sleep very well tonight so
0: <laughs> dang it so, but, but are, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes yes we do eat it anyway and <laughs> yeah well and it's from time yes. to time on the occasion especially mm-hmm. like like maybe someone offers it to you and you know it's probably fine but it's right. when you're Eating, eating it, it, too it all much. the time, yeah. That real. That's when it gets. And it really becomes problematic. an Yeah, because
1: then it becomes an addiction. So and you're relying on that instead right, of on God. Right. Exactly. So that would be one or a few. And then there's caffeine. Caffeine mm. is horrible. <laughs> in, in whatever form. I still eat chocolate every day, but I know it's it's not <laughs> good. <laughs> but in moderation, it yeah. is okay because those are also blessings from God mm-hmm. to enjoy certain certain things in in their in the right time in their right yeah. way. Um, so those are some, ang- So and then of course, I'm sorry, I know a lot of people like their their Diet Coke or whatever it may be. Coffee. Coffee, whatever it may be. All those things, they're not good. Mm. They actually are very harmful to your brain, to your whole body, your gut. It's just yeah. not a, a good combo right there, that sugar, and whether it's diet or not, that really, the aspartame is actually worse for you than the sugar so don't cheat yourself in thinking
0: <laughs> you're doing yeah. something great by not having any sugar in there mm-hmm. so but that's good so like the dead foods is anything that has been taken away especially further and further further, further away and from further away. it's natural mm-hmm. where it began so things like chips oh, unfortunately absolutely. very bad very anything in oil dead fried mm-hmm. is really really bad yes fortunately because french fries are so Yes, but
1: your body actually needs a lot less fat than we think and those fats should not be coming from fried foods because it mm. totally destroys the fat <laughs> and makes it so your body almost doesn't recognize it and simulate it very well. It, it mm. goes bad. It, and In fact, it, it actually creates, if I remember this correctly when I read it, it creates fatty pockets in your brain where there's just fat.
0: Hmm. And it's not
1: good. It's not a wow. good thing. You want to get that out, but it it actually destroys your brain. So you want to, if you if you feel like you need to have that, you want to stick with like your olive oil or your grapeseed oil, something a little more natural. Yeah. Not the fried peanut <laughs> oil, as much as it tastes good, like French fries. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. And I say you can't have it. I find if I say I cannot have that ever again. Then I crave it more
0: really want it yes
1: yeah but if I say okay I can have that and it's time when I crave it a lot you know yeah.
0: <laughs> in, in some future time, as long as it's not yeah. all the time and then I let myself every once in a while
1: mm-hmm. and I find when I actually do let myself I go ooh that doesn't taste good yeah and so I think that when we when we take and say these absolutes I'm never gonna do this again <laughs> <laughs> you can't have this it creates almost this rebellious Within our subconscious Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I want it now. Like, well, now I want yeah. it. You told me I can't <laughs> yes. have it. Yes, and our willpower is fighting against it. Yeah. So,
0: anyways, that's so that any other dead foods that you I didn't bring up that's those are really big ones right there. But that's awesome. So yeah. anything that just takes you away from that natural life giving yes. sources. Yes. So the closer you t- so the closer you can get to grease. Great example. Yes. Greek food is phenomenal because oh, is. there's a reason they live longer, guys. <laughs> they, they get their food directly oh, do. From, from the train. source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we went on a, my dad and brother and I went to Greece earlier mm. this year. So fun. Awesome. <laughs> but we went on a boat, right, with this captain and actually it was snowing and everybody else quit. But they're like, we're pirates. We're going to go. But we went out with them. (laughs) The fish we caught that day were the fish that they cooked on the ship, and we ate it right then and there. The food that they brought us, their sweet wives made, but they had taken it from the garden that morning and cooked it and sent it with it. So it was all so fresh. Some of the best food I've ever had, not just for the taste... But because you eat it, and you feel good after you eat it. You do, and don't you, you? start to tell oh, the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and can you tell a difference from when you get it out of your garden versus the grocery
1: store? Mm-hmm. I find that when I buy fresh produce at the grocery store, it's good, but it still
0: doesn't It's fit. not it's as yeah. It's not as, as good
1: as if I go cut the cilantro or pick the tomato or eat the cucumber right out of the garden. There's just something different. Yeah, yeah. it's because it's directly from, it's like straight it's from straight the garter there, to your plate. It's still alive. <laughs> exactly. So we still get to eat that. So yes, I love that Mediterranean diet. It's a, it's, it's
0: delicious too. It is, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> but
1: you're right. And another point is even like, if you go over in Asia, mm-hmm. over Chinese and the J- Japanese and Vietnamese, their diet is very much just a, like, just a small tiny amount, like two ounces of meat for flavor. And then they have their rice and they have Mm a ton of vegetables on the side. That's their dinner, and they are so, those who live traditionally are so much more healthy. I have actually come across a couple of different, whether they were documentaries or articles that I have read about um, Asian people coming from their natural culture, Mm -hmm. and then coming to America, and really struggling after they get here because they get into the Western diet, and it totally weighs them down, and they have all these health issues, and it's a Mm -hmm. wake-up call to wow, Wow, no, I, really, I've really done myself poorly by coming over here and partaking of all this. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, it's a, it's such an interesting concept, right? Where it doesn't just affect your health. When we think of the amount of fast food, dead food, like, mm-hmm. industries that we have, and how processed everything is in the states, you automatically think of, well, it's just, just going to make everybody obese. But no. It's affecting the mental health. Oh, we have an incredibly depressed and anxious society, and part of that, a lot of that, is stemmed in the thought processes, but it's definitely made worse mm-hmm. from the foods that we're eating. Well, we also have in our bodies um, toxins,
1: and so as we feed the bad stuff, mm. um, there are they like bad bacteria. They have a waste, you know, bad viruses, bad, whether it be yeah. Um, it could be the yeast or even any parasite or whatever it may be. They have something that they excrete, and it becomes often a neurotoxin, which mm. really affects your mental well-being, your mental health. And so it actually also takes... So let's say you ate tuna. And because I say that because they're really high in heavy metals, mercury in particularly. Um, it goes in there, and you have some kind of pathogen that eats it and poop something out. That poop that comes out, or the excretion, is worse than when it ate it. Mm. And so it actually affects and inflames your nerves, and hence it creates all the, whether it be mental illness, it could be eczema coming out of dermatoxins, it could be, there are just so many different things. Would that affect like acne? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, I think that's a strep. Mm. String that, that it comes through. If I remember right, strep or staff, but I
0: think it's strep. It, it is, it can affect very much so. That is a very interesting thing that you mentioned. That, and I think that that can apply also in a spiritual sense. The things that you're inviting in will negatively affect your body, your brain, mm-hmm. how you feel. So from food to other things, what's your media like? Mm-hmm. What people are you hanging out with? What are you reading? All of that, is, and I think that's a, just a beautiful example. What are you inviting into your life, into your mind, into your body? Because that is going to drastically affect your health on so many Absolutely. levels. I love that you brought that up. That it is. It's on so. We are these whole <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beings. It's not just going to
1: affect one little thing or one. I used to think, ooh, if I eat that, my eczema is going to get worse. But I didn't realize that that a eczema was just part of it Mm -hmm. it was I had anxiety and when I had anxiety I wasn't connecting with God and when I wasn't connecting with God I was missing out on a whole I mean I mean of course the implications of that is they're just catastrophic really when Mm -hmm. you look at it but those little choices really had
0: very profound and long-lasting effects yeah and I love that it's a it's a Mm whole right I mean you think about how interconnected our bodies are if you really if you even study a little bit of psychology and of anatomy and you're just like everything is interconnected the blood is running from your heart all throughout the entire it's the same blood going through your entire like yeah. everything is so connected mm-hmm. it's why, why would it only affect one thing absolutely it's going to affect everything mm-hmm. to some extent you just might see it more in one area right for a period of time but then it could progress to other areas oh, that are sure. not taken care of i have a good friend of mine And she, this has been an interesting journey for her, so she really struggled with weight gain. And she gained a ton of weight, and her whole life she had always thought that she just had an eating disorder because her dad has issues with the amount of food people partake and all of that. And so she always thought it was just an eating disorder, but as she went to, you know, psychologists, Mm -hmm. and then she kind of learned a little bit more about herself, she discovered, oh, this is actually rooted in anxiety. Her anxiety was causing her to eat more, to eat worse. Well she was choosing it, but mm-hmm. her anxiety made it so she wanted But more. they play off of each other. Yeah, exactly. That, so. so she was eating less healthy stuff, she was eating more of it. Mm-hmm. And then it just wasn't able to get rid of it because she's putting so much in, right? So then it starts to build up. Build up and add weight. Absolutely. And our liver actually is
1: some is its amazing organ. It is it just like it's supposed to filter out all that crap, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be the heavy metals, whether it be pathogens, whether it be just whatever comes into us, it filters it out. But when it gets so bogged down, it starts going other places and affecting Mm. us in so many other ways. Yeah. So when we clean that out and we actually, just like she was cleaning things out emotionally, she realized that that was something going on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of emotion that actually can be connected to your liver, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. I've actually. Been putting it all out there right now. (laughs) I've been trying to do that right now. I've been working with my liver, and I had noticed since I turned 40 that I was having a hard time getting off like five pounds to get to my normal. Not and not that it was horrible, but at the same time, I'm like, why is this sticking? Yeah. Why is it not? Why is it not going away? But as I have actually focused on healing on the whole and not worrying about the weight and worrying about what really needs to be taken care of. And that's, of course, my mental, my physical and, you know, emotional, all those health things and putting the right things in and actually looking at my body as a gift instead of it has to, you know, why is this breaking down on me? What's wrong with this thing, you know?
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> so no, as a lemon. Broken. No, yeah,
1: know, we actually don't have lemons <laughs> as far as our bodies go. They are good and they want to help us. And so as she goes through and, and your friend, you were saying with, with the way I found that there's a lot of help in being able to deal with the mental stuff right. while using diet and they, they help each other and they are definitely something that are the scaffolding mm-hmm. that help us heal with Christ yes. ultimately. And the goal is is that we become totally whole like God mm-hmm. and that only happens through Christ but he's given us so many little props
0: and tools and things to help us along the way which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I love that, that's awesome. Um, So another question, how can I eat healthy food on a budget, Mm -hmm. and is there a way to do this without having to look at every single ingredient of every single thing I pick up at the store? That is a really awesome question. We are (laughs) going over all the time, which is great, I love it, because yes, you can.
1: Um, First I want to point out though, this is something that my husband and I have gone over, is we were, when I was not well. and and trying to figure things out. We spend thousands of dollars on doctor's bills. (laughs) So. As, As is pretty normal. Yeah, as is pretty normal. When you take it and go, you know what? I'm gonna put that into my food bill. We have found benefits beyond measure by flipping that and putting it, taking that money away from just trying to, you know, pay the next doctor, get the next prescription and putting it where it's really gonna go to the root of the problem. I know there's some overlap time, and yeah. it may it may hurt a little bit, but maybe it's not because we'll go over a couple little things here that you can do. But you can. It's it's just if you look at that perspective too, go. You know what? I'm going to invest in something in the future, because if I don't do it right now, then it'll just it's just going to get worse, and mm-hmm. I will be very unwell and spending. And if you don't make food your medicine now, medicine will become your food later. Oh, and that's something that's, that's interesting uh, just that if you, you're going to be popping a lot of pills if you just rely on, on those things to make you well because they're not meant to make you well. There's, so on a budget, I have kiddos in college as well, so they <laughs> like <laughs> to do good budget meals. So we um, have talked about these things, lentils for your protein. I know meat is good, but maybe limiting the meat and replacing that with beans. With your lentils um, and incorporating more of getting a big bag of spinach, but really putting more of that into your diet, they're not super you do have to put more time into it. I will say you do have to have prep time. but if you were to say make a a big um, a big pan of shepherd's pie and I have a recipe that we the whole family loves but if you, did that, or a soup, or a casserole, something that you knew, or had like a, um, and did it at the beginning of the week, and had a couple of those meals, or freezer meals, that you just made a big batch, and you throw it in the freezer, Mm -hmm. it's easy. Um, And the lentils are inexpensive, potatoes are inexpensive, the green beans are inexpensive, the tomatoes are inexpensive, and it could last you a really long time, and you have a lot more of that fresh stuff that's actually going to help you. Um, we have a lentil soup that our whole family loves that has kale in it, which is amazing. It has onions and, and we make different soups like, um, we have a an immunity soup that we use turmeric and we have, you can put greens in it, we just pack it full of ginger and onions. And, and so a lot of these things you can do on a budget just by small amounts to get started mm-hmm. and do them with, with a you know just compare make sure that you're seeing yeah you're on a budget you don't have to buy tons go i mean if you have to, i would rather you buy leafy greens and have them be non-organic <laughs> than buying a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup Campbell's <clears throat> soup exactly <laughs> something good. so when you go with that in mind and maybe if you need to buy frozen fruit instead of buying the fresh fruit at at the beginning until you can afford to do something more. But really incorporating your lentils. This is a meal that I actually really love. Um, I love to do just some lentils, some rice, and then a stack of, of steamed vegetables and like throw on some herbs. And if I have to dribble, drizzle with a little olive oil, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But that is very cost effective, being able to do that. Or we will do um, rice and just cut up a, veg- a few vegetables on the top that are fresh. And just throw them on. If you want to, even grow your own. You can actually grow leafy greens fairly well inside and just have little clips of Mm. those and sprouts. So when your your seeds start to germinate they have extra nutrients that's packed in and it's released at that time to get that plant growing and you have access to that when you have sprouts that you eat sprouts and also microgreens. Hmm. And you can actually grow those on your windowsill if you wanted to. I know wow, it takes that's a little nice. time. It <laughs> is nice. So those really help out a lot too with getting those leafy greens. Do you have any other specific questions as far as how to eat on a budget? Because I know lentils and rice, those grains are very inexpensive, and yet they do have the protein mm-hmm. and the carbs, the complex carbs that you need. In there to sustain you. It's so a matter. It's a lot of the time the mental game. It is.
0: It really <laughs> is. I guess my next question on that topic is: there a place that has like good recipes with these kinds of things, or do you have to like really do tons of research to figure it out? Mm. You know, I get a lot of mine on Pinterest. Oh, there you go. Pinterest. I will, I will flip through there until I find
1: one that I like, mm-hmm. and I will adapt it. I love those, and I think um, I love Anthony William. He has tons of recipes in his books and they are amazing and he actually has a lot of the benefits of the food you're eating, what is going to detox, what it's going to feed, oh, that's all nice. this. Yeah, it, They are amazing recipes so we use those quite often and he has hundreds actually. And If you go on his website, I think it's medicalmedium.com, he has recipes on that. I think you just Oh that's so to, nice. Yeah, it's he has okay, breakfast, he has desserts, he has lunches, snacks, all of these different things that have been really amazing for us. We've really loved those. And then of course, and then there's Pinterest. And there are lots of other um recipe books out there that you, that it's just such a big thing now trying to find the right healthy stuff so as you go in and look at different recipes, pray about it.
0: Mm. My
1: goodness, feel what feels feel what feels right and is a truth. And if it's a recipe you love and you just wanna adapt it, great, adapt it. I do I adapt most recipes that I get to fit our family. And so I love being able to actually have that little adventure. <laughs>
0: you get to that's what yeah. I do and I just kinda of randomly throw yeah. spices I in it. and I'm like, This looks good yeah. And i like measure it and I'm like nothing. Yeah. I'm just gonna put it in. We and need more you, we spices. Need more. <laughs> I usually
1: add a lot more spices actually.
0: And Usually like it works out. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little too spicy for my taste. Yeah, <laughs> <You know. laughs> for sure. I had fun just throwing mm-hmm. stuff in. It was a, it was a, an adventure. Those are yes. <laughs> and talking to people are,
1: is fun too, and being able to get recipes that way.
0: That's that's great advice because that has always been the biggest thing for me. Is I'm like so overwhelmed. Like, do I have to yeah. f- research for hours and hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. to figure this out? Because it seems like that's what it'd be. Yeah. but that's really good, th- right there, y'all. Three sources. Pinterest, people, and... What's his name? Uh, it's on medicalmedium.com, but it's Anthony William. Anthony William. There you go. He Three awesome. great places. I also really love... And I don't know what you're... Uh, what's it called? This is one of those... See, I told you. This is one of those moments where I'm like, this is great. And then I don't remember what it is, <laughs> so I have to edit it out. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> you're going to be editing my parts out a lot. It's okay. <laughs> well, now I don't remember what it is, so never mind. Oh, okay. okay. Um, is there a way that we can find ingredients or any of that like at the store without having to spend hours reading through every single ingredient on something oh on the foods yeah so
1: they're great about having like a gluten free section right mm-hmm. but I find that I don't go there and there's a lot of other processed things so if you can go to the proto section and stay as close as you can to the source so okay. if you try to stay with living food I would strongly suggest that um, that's probably your best Place, but of course, we go and we get chips, so we, we do need something for our salsa or guacamole our homemade guacamole, whatever it may be. <laughs> I would strongly suggest staying away from like corn. So, if you know it's corn chip, don't even pick up the bag. You know, um staying away from a lot of your wheat products, you know, it's we just stay away from the, the stuff right there. It is hard, but once you find something, hold to it. You can't get away from having to read through some. I mean, that's that's just how it is, but if you have a lot of, you look at it and you go, wow, what are those last three ingredients? I can't even pronounce them. Don't bother reading the other ones. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) That's what I would say. So (laughs) it's like, I can even read that. That sounds very fake.
1: Right. And so if they have dyes in them, I mean, just even a glance and you're looking for certain things that you don't want in there, then just stay away. And if it's going to be processed a lot, I mean, it's something that you might want to be sparing with it. But again, try to stay with the more natural. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: That's perfect. Thank you. That's been one of my big questions. because I'm like, you'll see people reading through stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. like so much work. <laughs> it is so much work. <laughs> but you do find certain things that you... You find what works. You do find
1: what works. So, yeah. So, like, we do yeah. glass noodles. If you have, have ever tried that, mm-hmm. they're actually sweet potato starch. Oh, I awesome. wouldn't say that they're necessarily good for you. They're probably a neutral food that it's a filler that we put the sauce on or put in a soup for texture, things Mm -hmm. like that. But there are certain things that you will find instead of having your wheat pasta, that there's something like that. Or there are recipes for graham crackers if you wanted graham crackers or whatever it may
0: be. Awesome, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And then we kind of discussed this before, but I think it's good just to ask the question how you specifically detail just a couple things. What are your top recommendations for foods that help with like anxiety and depression? Mm. So I would say that, again,
1: leafy greens, Mm. specifically cilantro is a really awesome one. Anthony William, I'm going to quote him, he has this this, um, amazing heavy metal detox smoothie that he makes and he puts things together because they are so good about getting the heavy metals out. And there's cilantro, there's spirulina, there's barley juice powder in there. Um, wild blueberries are amazing for those kinds of things, and then he puts bananas in there, which makes it really good. But good. <laughs> it really does. It, it's amazing what what it, what it can do to help this smoothie, and it's really good. I really enjoy that smoothie. It's not super sweet, but it's it's good. So leafy greens are great. Parsley, awesome. Like your wild blueberries. Cucumbers are amazing for getting that stuff flushed out. Let's see they're Even potatoes, I was mentioning potatoes. I can't remember exactly what it was in potatoes, but they actually help with your moods so Hmm. that they are a little more stabilized. So there's a lot of amazing things, but stick with those leafy greens. They're amazing. But every person is also very different. So your purpose, or or sorry, your reason for having a mental illness may be different from what mine is. That's true. So you say sugar was a big impact, which was mine as well. But there are also other people who have it different where Mm -hmm. it was because of wheat or it's because they have an infection. And so when you approach it, it has to be something as you consider with God. This has been a part of my journey is considering all these things with God because I would read, you need to do this, this, and this, and this, but it didn't work. And I'm like, it didn't apply for me as well as I would have liked it to have helped a little bit. So it may be that Cammie needs to do the cilantro, the heavy metal detox, whereas, you know what, Alicia may need to go home and eat more cucumbers and have some more carrots and have certain herbs and spices mm-hmm. that would help with her, with you. But that's kind of how it is. And so I would do some research. I Like I said, I love Anthony William. He has tons of stuff. You know, there's aloe vera, it's disgusting, but it really is awesome <laughs> too. <laughs> you come away going, oh, feel good but um, being able to read through and what rings true to you and for reference y'all she's got two giant
0: books so there's a (laughs) lot there Yes.
1: and he goes into detail in in different books more about this but I'll just read this list that he has apples, apricots, Asian pears avocados use them sparingly because we do want to have less fat in our diets we think we need more but we don't (laughs) we need less and so bananas, berries, and especially the sour ones. He talks hmm. about sour ones being better for us. I'm gonna skip over some of these I can't pronounce. <laughs> I don't know that I'd have to read more about them. Um, cherries, Ooh, cranberries, I love cherries. yes. Custard apples, I'm gonna to have to try those. Hmm. Dates and figs, I would have to say, one of my favorite snacks, and I got this from Anthony William, is I love grabbing an apple. Just cutting it up, having a couple of stalks of celery and some dates. They go together so beautifully. Hmm. And so they're awesome. And then we have figs and then you have your citrus fruit, um, especially the lemons. Lemons and limes in the morning are amazing at flushing out all the toxins that your body. Have you been
0: doing this? I haven't, but I've heard, well I did for a little bit, but I have heard of this, It's
1: amazing at being able to really flush things out. In the morning with it, I do a one lemon with a quart of water, and just down it within a couple minutes. But it really flushes things out really well. Gets rid of
0: a lot of. I mean, I, that just makes sense. I don't know why, for whatever reason, that one in specific. That just makes sense in my brain. It speaks to you, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> like I don't know why lemon specifically is like yes. This like. <laughs> Flushes in it out. For some reason, lemon just clicks with that. No, that's
1: in that's my head. Great. <laughs> um, he also talks about lemons actually being able to, when you put it in the water, it rejuvenates it. It actually makes it more alive. So if you picture water going through the pipes and coming up out of your tap versus going up to a mountain stream that's gurgling over little stones and things, and of course let's say it's coming fresh from a, from a spring, <laughs> then that would be a better water. It would taste better. It would feel better. And so he's saying when we don't have access to something like that, we need to help it become alive again and wake it mm-hmm. up a little bit. And he says that the citrus helps. And I actually really enjoy it. I would say I believe that. <laughs> I don't have any scientific evidence, but I feel like that that is a truth. Yeah. yeah that we want to awaken that and then it goes into our bodies and helps wake up those cells and feed those so we i don't need to go over the whole i mean there's there so are many so many things <laughs> but but uh ginger is huge i do remember lemon balm a lemon balm tea that is amazing rosemary we talk a lot of these with instant with the essential oils as well which mm-hmm. are amazing too yes and your Yes, leafy greens. I can't emphasize leafy greens enough. They are so good, and you know how you feel when you eat them.
0: It just mm-hmm. there's there's something about leafy yeah. greens that makes you feel alive. I mean that's the big thing. As you start paying attention to this, because most of the time we don't pay attention to it. We just right. put stuff in our body as fast as we can and keep going. That's just the American uh, mm-hmm. United States culture. Yeah. We just eat fast and go. That's why we have a whole. That's why fast food is a thing. We don't right. sit and enjoy it like the French do or. But even then, like when you pay attention, how does this make me feel after mm-hmm. I eat it? Do I feel better? I've noticed this more with like exercise than I have with foods, but I think this is a good way to kind of gauge it for me. Mm-hmm. After I lift weights, I feel good, but I feel better after I swim because yeah. my inside like my whole insides feel like everything feels good and I have more energy and I feel more happy. Yeah. So while both are good, one feels better. I feel like that's probably even how it applies with food, too. I would think so. So yeah. paying attention and being like, where do I feel the best as I eat uh-huh. this? And really recognize, okay, maybe do an experiment. Eat just the good stuff all Absolutely. day, and then the next day take a bite of Doritos and see. Or give yourself a week or something. Or a yeah, week or yeah. something, right? And be like, what's the, what's the difference? How do I feel after eating right. these things?
1: I love that you brought up how do I feel and paying attention. I I think... This is my Cammy's opinion, but it rings as a truth. The way we approach our food often is how we, it affects our mental and physical well-being, but mentally when we aren't sitting there with gratitude for that Mm. food and taking the time to to be grateful for it. Not that, I know that there are times where we just have to hurry and get it going because there's something that we have to get going on, but being able to still recognize the food and approach it with more gratitude instead of just, I had to hurry and do this and Mm -hmm. and then move on. But we do it with more intention of, I want this because it's going to help these things that I want in my body and uh,
0: whatever it may be. But we do it purposefully. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, there's a reason that food is a huge part of pretty much every culture. Yes.
1: There's a reason we have so much (laughs) to learn, actually, from food. Mm. I can't help... I was telling, I say this often actually at my house, if we could go without food, if we didn't have to eat, think about all the money and the time we would save. (laughs) It would be amazing. But there's purpose, I think, Mm -hmm. because God has given us bodies that need the constant nourishment, and there are so many lessons to be learned through our bodies and food and that nurture. Mm -hmm. And so when we discount that and don't intentionally and purposefully eat, we're missing out on some lessons from God.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a slight, slight tangent, but similar concept. I mean, it's also the experience. I think of how much, how huge of a blessing it is. The French are just the best example of this. (laughs) Where they'll sit down for four hours to have family dinner, like every night. Oh, how nice is that? And how much closer are they going to be? Right. Because they're spending that time together. Because they don't just... Shove it all in and go play on their phones. Mm-hmm. They take time to talk. They'll they'll talk for five minutes and then they'll take a bite of their food and then they'll talk for five minutes and they'll take a bite of their food. Mm. That's that's the way that maybe not always, but that's how it has right. been in the past with French culture and that's one thing that I think is beautiful. Oh, that is very. And perfect. adopting like how can we make at least dinner an experience to be had as a family to help us become closer together and. Eating that good food will also help with our, right, you know, how we feel, which will make our conversation better. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, um, for
1: sure. I love how you, it's almost a wholeness of family, mm, right? There you go, yeah. And that, that food is actually a component or a tool to help that whole family be healthy or healthier, mm-hmm. given a chance to be healthier, <laughs> however it may be. But I love that you brought that up. Yeah, that it's, it's an experience that should be treasured because it actually is for the health and well being of the greater whole, mm-hmm. not just the individual.
0: Yeah, and that can apply to breakfast, too. Absolutely. I love breakfast. (laughs) Breakfast is the best. It It is. (laughs) I mean, even just like making that an experience. Mm -hmm. So you're eating the good food as a family. My family has started trying to adopt doing devotionals every morning. I love that. So not only are you eating good food and you're eating it together and enjoying time together, and sometimes this is hard when you're, you know, but making the time to do this, right? That is Mm -hmm. an action thing that you can do. That is a choice that you can make making the time to sit down with your family have a little devotional and just like I can I can imagine how talking about Christ and eating good food how those two together again it's the wholeness of family that's awesome ah yes I love that you guys are being so
1: intentional about that (laughs) I try I no no it's okay (laughs) I felt that and I've gone in different spurts where I do I'm like we need to nurture the spirit and the body (laughs) and I love
0: how we feel when we do that Mm -hmm. and but yeah, so that was awesome. Thank you so much, Kemi. Yes. I wanted to end with that quote you brought from Jeffrey R. Holland, if you could share that. Absolutely. I just want to share that he has actually struggled from depression mm-hmm. in his life.
1: And it was a time period. I, he, it sounds like he got through it. It was rough, but he got through it. And so this is his quote from his talk, Like a Broken Vessel. It says, Broken minds can be healed just the way broken bones and broken hearts are healed. So beautiful.
0: I love that. Well, and it's so true. Last tangent of the day. (laughs) Yay, I love them. (laughs) Because that is so true. We have this idea in our culture and Western society that mental health is something that cannot be changed. And you mentioned this in your story, that this is a fixed thing. All you can do is try to help with the symptoms through some medication and medication management. But you're stuck like this. This is who you are. How depressing. What a <laughs> that's lie. That's depressing in itself. And so sad. Because yeah. it's not true. You are not your mental illness. And we're going to have a whole episode about how you are not your brain. Because I think that's so valuable. But this is not who you are. You are a child of God. And Christ can heal anything. Anything and
1: everything. Anything yes. and everything.
0: I mean, I, I had this thought. And I'll probably bring this up again. Because I thought it was such an incredible revelation that i had not too long ago where it's like christ healed a blind man why would he not be able to help your anxiety Mm -hmm. christ brought a man back from the dead (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) how could he not heal your ocd right christ made a man walk who had never walked before how would he not be able to heal and help you overcome your depression
1: Absolutely. Or your trauma,
0: or whatever. Mm-hmm. Repeat that again because
1: over and over throughout your stuff because repetition really makes it sink mm-hmm. in. And that's when the Spirit can say, That's a
0: truth. It's a truth. It is a truth. So anything can be healed. And this is one of those tools that can be utilized to help you as you come to Christ and utilize all of it together to become whole. So. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cami. Oh, I pleasure. really appreciate it. Thank you, Alicia. You're <laughs> awesome. All right. So with that, thanks, y'all, for tuning in to my podcast, Broken to Breathtaking. As always, if you have any questions or anything that you would like me to talk about, feel free to email me at brokentobreathtaking@gmail.com at gmail.com or drop a comment it down below if you are on one of the formats that allows that. So with that, I will see y'all in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.